0: Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well,
1: this is John Katsimatidis. It's Christmas Day. And uh, along with me today, we got uh, Curtis Sewa and always broadcasting Curtis. So to this show, maybe we'll call it and Curtis. Curtis, how are you today?
2: Oh, it couldn't be better. I was out with my wife, who had joined me for the Rip and Read. We had a great lunch, uh, and I got to tell you, came right back. And I do the thing that I love to do the best, uh, broadcast here on WABC, John. Do you realize
1: you're the youngest guy You're going to be 70. You are the youngest
2: guy of the senior staff. I didn't know that. I thought I was the oldest guy.
1: Well, you're the youngest guy. You're younger than Judge Weinberg, who's on. Judge Weinberg, welcome. And happy holiday to you. Happy. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy to be here. Thank you. And and, uh, you're younger than me.
2: Well, you see, okay. So you mean um, um, we call ourselves the AARP crew here at WABC?
1: The, the senior staff, the AARP, uh, they're nice people, but, uh, you know, we got our own AARP. <laughs> I mean, uh, you got uh, the senior, senior, senior staff, I guess it's Cindy Adams.
2: That's right. Oh, she is the dean. She is the dean of the broadcasters here. She has been uh, at her job as a scribe, or broadcast. Remember, TV. She used to do TV all the time for NBC. She's done it all. She's uh, scored the trifecta. She has been the writer, a TV broadcaster, and radio broadcaster.
1: Yep, yep, and uh, she's done it all. And, you know, when I had dinner with her last week, you know what she was complaining about? Me? No! <laughs> she didn't get her, uh, uh, her well, well, not the Emmy Award, what's the award that you get in the in, in radio? Marconi? Marconi. Marconi. She didn't get her Marconi Award yet at home. We have it someplace in the office. I guess uh, Frank Milano must be hiding in someplace.
2: Must be. Must be. Although I must say, John, you sound so much better than you were when you departed from these same studios on Friday I talked about how my wife, Nancy, was down for the count for a week with this strange
1: 105 temperature. Wow. I can't believe 105. Is she sounding okay now?
2: Yeah. No, no. Today was really her first day back. She still has this nasty cough. People around the city seem to have a nasty cough that nobody can seem to put their finger on. Maybe Dr. Peter Mikolos later on in this hour can do that. But yes. have, have you had that uh, nasty cough? Well, I I had a nasty cough uh,
1: since Thursday. Uh, I tried to do an, and Somebody asked me for a favor to do an interview with them uh, out of Florida uh, because of that uh, the police athletically thing we did in Florida, and, uh, and my, my friend, what is it, Teddy. And uh, by the middle of the interview, I started coughing. Oh boy! You know, there's something going around, Curtis. There's so many people. They even have. They either have a nasty flu. They either have a nasty flu. Uh, One of one of our uh, friends from the studio uh, uh, called me this morning. She has COVID, and um, uh, it's going around. And you know what happened to me? I just had the ordinary flu last week. But I, you know, my mistake was I didn't slow down. I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. So by Thursday, it turned into pneumonia. And I gotta tell you something. I even had the pneumonia shot, and it still turned into pneumonia.
2: Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, this is my theory. I try to connect the dots. What's the difference from one year ago? I look at the city hospitals that are filled to the brim with now TB cases. Imagine, I thought we had eliminated tuberculosis. TB has overwhelmed our city municipal hospital system. Now, it didn't uh, happen with those who are residents here or citizens. That's all these illegals coming in. None of them at the border have been checked medically. None of them have been vaccinated. Their kids have been allowed to go to school without being vaccinated. Uh, Would I be wrong to think that all of this sickness all of a sudden, because they're now sort of assimilated in with us on the subways, you know, in the streets and such might well be might the source of it might well be them who haven't been treated, who haven't been medically checked and haven't been vaccinated? Uh, I think there's something
1: they used to say there was something rotten in Denmark. Now, the new terminology is there is certain something rotten in New York. And for sure, there is something rotten in
3: Washington. Which, gentlemen, what's which rotten in Washington is the fact that the President of the United States has a constitutional obligation to enforce the immigration laws and protect and defend this country, and he's failed to do this. And by having an impeachment proceeding against Mayorkas, all Mayorkas is doing is carrying out the White House the White House orders. It's not a surprise that diseases are coming in, to this country that we haven't seen in, in decades. And we should be very, very concerned about this. And the doctors are warning about this, that you're going to have a resurgence of all kinds of diseases we thought we had beat back.
1: That is very, very true. And uh, let me tell you something. Uh, I had Admiral Stavridis on uh, on Sunday, uh, Curtis. Yes. And, uh, and uh, you know, he, he's a centrist, and, but he's one smart guy. He ran the whole world for NATO. Uh, Supreme Allied Commander. And I said to him, he says, we need to fund... um, (coughs) See, it might take over soon. Uh, (laughs) You need to fund uh, Ukraine, and you need to fund Israel. I said, I I think every Republican wants to fund Israel and wants to fund Ukraine, but... (coughs) But how about uh, funding the uh, borders and sealing the borders from all these all these people just walking in you know the american people us the american citizens we go to the airport take off your shoes take off your belt take off your your underwear you know we want to check we want to check uh, everything the borders are wide open I, You know, i said that to him, and you already said John I can't argue with you you're right. So let all the, let all the listeners know. The Republicans you know I'm a centrist. I, I go you know whatever is right. Uh the Republicans say yes we will fund Israel. We will fund uh uh Ukraine but let's take care of our own border before we worry about the Ukrainian border. And uh so, Curtis, that's that's a story. I mean, I don't know why do Democrats don't want to fund the border.
2: Well, I think it's kind of obvious, John. They know that at a certain point the border will close, but that all of these people who have flooded in and one day will be able to vote sooner rather than later as they're moving in municipal uh, locations to actually enable them to vote. If they're working 30 days, they're pushing to have them be able to vote in municipal elections not federal elections, but municipal elections, and then one day in on the, in front of their kitchen, they're going to have pictures on the wall of, of uh, Jesus Christ, of the Blessed Virgin Mother Mary, of Joe Biden, and they're going to tell their children and grandchildren, because of that man, we were able to come in here, always vote Democrat. That's what it's all, all about, John. It's all about allowing these folks in who they know in the future, when they're able to vote, will vote Democrat. And, and
1: they'll they'll put up a picture of Joe Biden and say, "Look, now I understand what Peter King is supposed to be on with us, and Judge Weinberg is on. I would like to hear comments from Peter King and Judge Weinberg." Well, on a border
3: situation, if you and Curtis just raised the issue, municipal elections. There's a lawsuit in the, in the state courts right now, so far successfully blocking the attempts by the New York City Council to allow illegal immigrants to uh, to vote in our municipal elections because it's a violation, clearly, of the New York State Constitution, which says emphatically that only citizens are allowed to vote. Now, other states may be different, and that's the problem because New York, you can rely on the state constitution. The real question, John and Curtis, is can we now rely on the New York Court of Appeals, which has shown that's become a part a really partisan body that's carrying out the wishes of the Democratic
1: Party. And that's a real... Judge, you're being too today. wishful. You know why? Nobody, uh, President Biden doesn't give a damn what the Supreme Court says. And and, and I, I don't think anybody in New York City uh, doing the elections cares what uh, uh, anything happens. I don't know, Curtis, I mean, you, you, you've been familiar with more elections more than I have in the last few years.
2: Well, let's uh, defer to a man who's been involved in more elections and all of us together. And that's Congressman Peter King, who joins us here in the five o'clock roundtable discussion. Merry Christmas, Congressman King.
4: Merry Christmas to you, Curtis, my fellow Jesuit almost graduate.
2: <laughs> As Peter King says, John, he graduated Brooklyn Prep and the Jesuits shine their boots on my backside and kicked me to the curb in my senior year.
1: Merry Christmas, yeah, John, well, listen, to you and Doug
2: right. Weinberg.
3: Thank you. You too, Congressman
2: John. You had a question for Peter King, Congressman. Uh, yes.
1: Why? Why uh, is Joe Biden, a uh, uh, president Biden, not allowing and why uh, not allowing the borders to be shut? I mean, Admiral really Solimani said to us that yes, we're right that the Democrats should agree with the Republicans secure the border so we could give full funding to Ukraine and full funding to Israel? Shouldn't everybody rise up and pull it together as Americans? Shouldn't the Democrat, common-sense Democrats say to the United States, the Democrat United States senators, enough is enough. Lock up our borders and then we'll fund Ukraine and we'll fund Israel. Why are we only protecting the Ukrainian border? Why are we only protecting the Gaza border? I mean, I don't understand it.
4: John, it makes absolutely no sense. It is illogical. The only political logic in this is that I think uh, Kurdish would agree with me on this that they feel the immigrants come in ultimately going to become Democrats. Also, it's and and going to vote Democrat. And also, that somehow this is appealing to their left wing progressive base. They have to keep that base united, they feel, to win elections. And I think it's a. uh, uh, it, it's going to end up blowing up in their faces, but right now it's hurting the people of New York, it's hurting the people of the United States. But John, I can't answer your question. There's no, there's no logical governmental reason why. And all I can see, I, I believe they see a certain short-term political benefit in that it, in it appeasing the progressive base now, and a long-term base uh, benefit in that these people will ultimately end up voting Democrat. John, let me just say one thing. I'm down here in North Carolina celebrating Christmas with my uh, daughter and her family. And the highlight of the day, is you may recall, you gave me uh, two of your ties to give it to my grandson, Jack. Jack is the happiest guy in the world right now. He's going to wear them everywhere. So uh, Jack, Jack gives you a big thank you.
1: Well, uh, they, you know, uh, I love those ties. I used to give them to all my friends, a lot of uh, presidents, a lot of congressmen. I know a congressman on the phone with us now that I used to wear them all the time.
4: <laughs> That's right.
1: And... And, uh, you know, it's, and my favorite tie, and it's, it might be available on WABC uh, store, uh, was the tie with the uh, eagle.
5: Right.
4: You gave him one of those, so he, had, he got two ties. So he's a very, very happy young man. But, John, getting back to your question, this is really, to me, the political debate we have to have in this country, is, and we have to make sure that Democrats are held accountable for this. They can't get away with just having open borders. Remember, in the last election, 2020, Joe Biden was basically saying to immigrants that the border would be open. When he's elected, come on in. And then and, and President Trump had the best numbers as far as stopping illegal immigration in years. And even President Obama, in fairness to him, did a far better job than Joe Biden. But Biden loosened all the restrictions in the border, stopped the construction of the border wall, cut back on, on the uh, border patrols down there, and the whole mood changed. And now you have you know, coming in at alarming rates and it's really having a it's uh, the impact it's having in the point that uh, Curtis made. I guess we'll have to wait and see where that tuberculosis is coming from. But reality is when you're bringing people in who are not being tested, who have not uh, gone through the same medical uh, procedures that we have. Kids don't get the, uh, you know, the uh, antibiotics, don't get the inoculations, don't get the, whether it's smallpox, polio, go down the list. It's bound to happen. It's only a matter of time uh, that the disease is not start spreading, especially you know, through those communities.
2: Well, do us a favor, Uh, Congressman King, do us a favor, unlike everyone else who's fleeing down to North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, come back. Don't become a Tar Heel down there. Come back, Congressman King.
4: I am am a New Yorker through and through. I was uh, born in Manhattan, raised in Queens, went to school, high school and college in Brooklyn, and now I'm proud to work for WABC in Manhattan. You can't get rid of me, Curtis. I'm around. Oh, God. (laughs) And I
1: told uh, and uh, Peter, I told Curtis, he is the youngest guy, even though he's going to be 70. He is the youngest guy of the senior crew.
4: And I'm sorry I'm with the oldest. You go, except, no, Thank God Al D'Amato's coming on because Al, Al is older than I am. But other than that, I think
2: I'm up Al, to I'm...
4: The, the senior senator from New York
2: He's yeah. only
1: 86 and a half.
2: He'll be coming on, and thank God I made peace with him. But on that note, uh, we want to be able to flip from – uh, Peter King down in North Carolina with his family during the holiday to uh Steve Cate's Dr. Sky. We're gonna get him momentarily because the thing I'm most concerned with, John, and I know you are very attentive to this, is all these these um solar flares that have emerged from the sun. You know, if a solar flare ever comes out, uh they call it the uh the center shot. That's it for us. That's it for Mercury. That's it for Mars. That's it for Mother Earth. We're, we're gone.
1: You we're know gone. what's worse? I'm going to tell you what's worse when Doctor Sky comes on. Absolutely.
2: Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we have Doctor. Excuse me. We have Judge Weinberg, who never sentenced me to triple life without parole. We have uh, John Katsimatidis, who is slowly recovering from his uh, pneumonia, but he's still here for the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion. And yours truly, Curtis Lewa, set to broadcast every available hour throughout this holiday uh, season of ours right here on WABC.
0: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. A common-sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: We're back with live and local programming all this holiday season with John Katsimatidis, Judge Weinberg, truly Curtis Lee, and On the Line, Dr. Sky, please, Dr. Sky, tell us all these solar flares that are shooting into space from the sun. How will we know when it's a problematic one?
6: Well, Curtis, Merry Christmas to you and the whole show here. Now, Katz and Curtis and Judge Weinberg. You know, Curtis, I got to salute you, and I'm being serious. You were the only one, other than John and I, talking about these amazing solar flares. And as an astronomer, We know that this activity, as you've been talking about, is not going to slow down. It's supposed to peak sometime as early as April or May. And the uh, worst, I hate to say it, I want to be positive on Christmas, but Curtis, always honest, these solar flares, as you know, and you've been talking about it, they can have some really serious effects on our communications and our modern digital world. What would you
1: say? Well, what I would say, uh, uh, Dr. Sky, is, they're trying to convert us to an all-electric world. Uh, yes. Uh, and if they turn us to an all-electric world, and whether it's solar flares from uh, from uh, the sun or whether it's created uh, uh, radiation or created uh, uh, whatever you want to call it from, from a foreign entity, and they press the button, if yes. all our grids go out, whether it's temporary or, or longer than temporary, that American people will not have any heat in their homes if they have all electric heat. They won't have any uh, refrigeration in their homes if it's all electric refrigeration. They, they won't drive. have... Uh, they won't have... Uh, they're forcing us to have all electric cars. You won't You're have right, a Jeff. meter of transportation. Absolutely. You will, uh, you will, we will go back they're living in the jungle, no car, no mm-hmm. uh, no way to heat your food or, or or no no heat if it's the middle of winter, no heat. In one of the then, buildings we're building, yes. one of the buildings we're building, they're making us put electric heat. In oh
6: it. my gosh! Yes, John, hey. and you know, just wanted to mention this. I was talking about this with you, and I mentioned in a previous you know, Cats and Cosby show. We talked about the fact that once these solar flares, like Curtis has been talking about heavily, and thank you for doing that, Curtis, to make people aware, here's the situation. What happens if one of these nations around the world that has the capability of launching an EMP missile up into low atmosphere, what happens if they don't understand that it came from a solar flare, and not only induces some sort of a preemptive launch, as horrible as that would sound, you know, we want to be positive on Christmas, but we have to be very careful about this. We can't do much about what, the, what Mother Nature's doing, but obviously keeping our eyes to the skies and checking these things. You know, this is good to be talking about this because we're going to continue to see these solar flare activities on the increase.
1: If we put ourselves into electric being the only source yes. the consumer has, we're in deep doo-doo. Deep Absolutely. Top. Yeah, you because say keep drilling. That's what you've got to do. Yeah, whether right. it's the sun or whether it's a foreign source that that hits one of those uh, buttons, we're going to be living in the land of the jungle.
6: Yes, no John, you no say no it so well. Yeah. I know it's just incredible. And you know, on a brighter note, I just wanted to end off on a real positive note here. You know, we have mean, the last what? of the we have the we have the last of the beautiful full moons of this year. And this is interesting. We'll have that officially. On the twenty sixth at seven thirty three PM Eastern Standard Time. But tonight, if your skies are clear wherever you're listening to this great station, as Curtis always says, the most powerful radio station heard all over it in Europe, everywhere. Take a look at that moon because you won't see a full moon like this again on the Christmas time, you know, period till twenty thirty four. The last time was nineteen seventy seven and twenty fifteen. And here we go in closing. This is known as the full long night moon or the full cold moon. The Mohican Native American tribe called it the long night moon. The Cherokees called it the snow moon. And the great Ogallala tribe called it the moon of the popping trees. As we move into 2024, great things to talk about. Wow. And I want to thank you, John, and everybody there for having the Dr. Sky experience up there as a podcast. And we'll be again an hour live with Frank Murano. Wednesday at 1 a.m. as we talk, what, Cosmic Conversation. So Merry Christmas to everybody there. Nice to meet you, Curtis. You know, I'm a New Yorker. I grew up in, uh, right down in Rockaway Beach there, as you call it, what, the Irish Riviera. So yep. nice to meet you. No,
2: no, so, pleasure. Please. Pleasure. Uh, you've given me a warning. My, my wife's nickname <laughs> is Lone Wolf One. And when there is either a lunar eclipse or a full moon, she goes into Central Park and she starts baying to the moon. So I'll know to keep an eye on her.
6: (laughs) There you go, buddy. And I met you once, Curtis, in the subway of all places back in the 1980s with, of course, the Guardian Angels. We didn't have much of a conversation, but uh, I spent 22 years with a guy out here. You may know Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Oh, sure. We've been doing our stuff out here for 22 years, not as deputies. We've gone through all the things that things that you do with the Guardian Angels there in New York and so amazing for so long. But I just wanted to let you know. Curtis, well, no, you no, but doctor,
2: we'll a- Dr. Sky, yeah. when I've been in Maricopa County there where Sheriff Arpaio was in charge and I see John is talking about us being the senior citizens. John, I've seen people in their 80s and 90s who live there from from Wisconsin and from Michigan because they come down there, and they got 44 Magnums on their side, open carry. Ain't nobody messing with those senior citizens, John. No way. That's right, Curtis. No,
6: 22 years with that guy, and it's amazing. I mean, this was all volunteer, so... The spirit of volunteerism, you know, they should bring this back in other areas of the country. Don't you think, Curtis? We'll slow down
2: the crime rate by light years. So incredibly. When you see a senior citizen who's 85 with a 44 magnum on their side, fully loaded, open carry, you ain't going to be messing with that senior citizen. (laughs) No. And they know how to use it, too. That's the other
6: part. <laughs> there you go. Nice talking to you, Curtis.
2: All right. Thank Merry, you. Thank Merry Christmas. Dr. Sky. Thank you, Dr. Merry Sky. Christmas. Oh, thank you. we're warming up in the bullpen. The senior citizen of all senior citizens here, John Katsimatidis and uh, Judge Weinberg, who just recently made peace with me Columbus Day at the parade, our live broadcast, after many, many years of turmoil. Senator Al D'Amato will be joining us momentarily. Maybe, Curtis, maybe
1: we're going to ask him the question. Why Joe Biden, his friend, was he his best man at his wedding? Yeah. Why why is he doing that? Why is not the Democrats, you know, the, the Republicans are saying, yes, we'll give you all the money you want for Ukraine, all the money you want for Israel. But let's Let's take care of the United States borders. Why is that not happening?
2: Now, I've uh, done homework. John has given me homework, Judge Weinberg, as to why uh, cops are not making arrests and the crime stats are down. I've uh, gone to a lot of precincts. John, I want to tell you the results before we go to Senator D'Amato. What the cops are doing is downgrading the charge, which Judge Weinberg is familiar with. Absolutely. They've turned robberies into larcenies, into petty larcenies. Burglaries get busted down to trespassing. And assault charges get busted down to a harassment charge. And that's why the
3: crime statistics supposedly are down. If they're not making arrests and they're being dismissed by the DAs or taken down by the DAs, of course the numbers are going to reflect that, John and Curtis.
2: So uh, I did my homework, my due diligence. I've gotten the backup from Judge Weinberg, who knows the law inside out. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, the senior member of the senior citizen team here in the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion, Senator Al D'Amato, will join us uh, here on WABC, where we remain live and local through this whole holiday season.
0: It's a common-sense recap of the big stories. It's Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: Once again, we're back to the live and local programming all holiday long at WABC. John Matidis, Judge Weinberg, and on the line, the senior member of our senior citizen team, of which I've now been uh, recruited into by John Matidis. Senator Al D'Amato, Merry Christmas, Senator.
7: Oh, Merry Christmas and a healthy, happy New Year to you, Carlos.
1: Really nice to be with you. And uh, Senator, you 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 are uh, you love America. You've always loved America. We have a we have a question. Go ahead. And uh, uh, I, I had Admiral Stavridis on the other day, and uh, you know he's a centrist. And middle, of the, he says we have to give money to the Ukraine. We have to give money to Israel. I said, I said, the Admiral, I admit we have to give that money, and I agree, giving the money to Israel, giving the money uh, to Ukraine. But the only thing oh. you know, the, the 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 GOP senator saying, well, how about our own borders? And why is is the Democrats not approving? And they want to give money to Ukraine. They want to give money to Israel. But why are the senators not approving? The Democratic senators closing our borders or helping our borders. I mean, what the heck is going on? Uh, President Biden, your best man at your wedding just about. I mean, why is he doing that?
7: Listen, uh, old Joe Biden has lost his way. And I believe much of what is taking place uh, is being orchestrated or has been orchestrated uh, by Obama, okay? Listen, who do you think gave Hamas the military equipment, the supplies, the money to build the tunnels, to have the armaments that they have? Where did it come from? One country. Tell me, John. Iran, yes. And, and who lifted the sanctions on Iran, all right? The first person who, who lifted them was Obama, okay? When Trump came in, he put the sanctions in place. You know what that did? That cut off $50 billion that otherwise would have gone to Iran. Joe Biden gets elected. He brings the same guy back to represent us, all right, in dealing as a special envoy. Now, they just suspended him in June because mm-hmm. Mali given intelligence information. Now, let me tell you this. They got between 50 and $80 billion. What did Iran do with it? Huh?
1: Military, baby. Military. They, 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 didn't, they didn't help their people. They gave their money to all the terrorist groups. They you funded Hamas. It. They it's funded Hamas. They, they funded the Houthis. And now, since they, they panicked because the price of oil is going down, they funded. Uh, what's the name of that uh, in uh, other group? Uh, the what? The wow. what? The
3: Houthis. And out of you
1: know, no, 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 the ones, that are the have Hezbollah. You have Hezbollah. Have Hezbollah. Hezbollah. You have Hamas. Hezbollah right. They, 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 they hired them to close down the the, the uh, Suez Canal, and they forced yeah. the price from sixty eight, sixty nine dollars up to seventy six dollars. It's all wow. about the oil, and when people and, don't and, realize and it, and we they are very the, dumb. We
7: lifted the suspensions uh, on Iran. A, a Uh, So they could have anywhere from 50 to $80 billion. And what they do with it, they arm themselves, they arm these terrorist groups, and and they are pushing us towards war. Now, let me tell you, why did they do it? Because they panicked because Israel was talking to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia was... And they were totally afraid that if Israel and Saudi Arabia came together, they'd be in trouble, and they would be. They wouldn't be the dominant power that they are now. Who did it? Sleepy Joe and his administration, because he followed Obama. So there's the story. Now let me tell you it's this all about, about the oil borders. money and I, I where did the oil point. money go. I want to make one point. Okay? No member, Democrat or Republican, should vote for any spending bill, any spending bill, until we secure the border. We're being attacked every day. 10,000 people a day coming over. Over two and a half million people that we know of. Tens of thousands who we don't know of. Criminals coming over. Drugs coming over. Our our homes are being invaded, our our cities, one after another, okay? New York City can't get enough money. And imagine, you know, come here, come here, we'll put you up in a hotel. We'll pay $500 a day for some hotels. I mean, is this madness? And we don't want to secure the border? I'll tell you, if you're a member of Congress, a Democrat or a Republican, if you're a Republican, and and you don't vote to secure the border, right? And you vote for an, a spending bill without them doing that. I go out and campaign against you. I, all right. We're talking about I, saving this Senator, country.
1: You got to close the border, Senator. We gotta we gotta control our borders. We have to close yep. the borders, and 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 know who's coming and going. Uh, There's drugs coming through our borders and everything. So now I want to go to the Jewish guy on our committee, Judge Weinberg, because Ah. the Jewish community says you have to help Israel. And I agree. We want to help Israel. But tell that to to the the Democratic senators, we want to help Israel. But we want to help the United States, too.
3: Gentlemen, let's let's put this in perspective. If you do not protect Israel, Israel is the first line of defense. Because this is an attack by the extreme Islamists against no, no. civilization. No, the, the, the first, I, Judge, I love you. I, I love
7: I you I too, Senator. I always agree with you. But let me tell you, our first line of defense is the border of the United States. That we, we've allowed to become poorest, which is hurting us. And it's about time we said, and I am forgiving Israel all the aid she needs.
3: But I think, Senator, what you have see to do is that the
7: border is secure.
3: I, Senny, border. I agree with you, but you have to do all three things, because if you don't do all three things, you're going to lose the world well, order as we I, know it.
1: But it's not Listen. the GOP's fault, uh, Judge. That's no, I'm not the if, if you secure the border, we will vote
7: for aid to Israel and aid to the Ukraine. But secure the
3: border. If you all the Democrats have our to do is, is make the deal to take care of all three. It's not a yeah, complicated that, thing. Take care of all no, three. No, nobody
1: objects to oh, that.
3: The only person holding that up is Joe Biden.
7: Agreed. Okay? His, all right. So you got to replace Joe. And you say to them, by the way, the Democrats, you're not getting any money for anything until you secure the border. You do that, aid to Israel, aid to the Ukraine, military aid, etc. But that's what you have to do. Stand up to this country. You didn't go to Congress just to willy-nilly, you senators, to, to follow Sleepy Joe. Stand up and protect our borders and our country, and then we can follow through on the rest. Thank you. We, I think uh,
1: Peter King, you agree with the senator?
2: No, Peter King is uh, back in North Carolina. I concur with the senator, uh, and uh, we just want to wish you a great holiday, Senator uh, Damato, thank into the you, New Year's.
1: Senator, you, the number one thing I want you to stay healthy in the New Year. You know why? I want you to keep. I want you to keep helping America because we need all the help we can get. You got it. Great being with you. healthy you
4: happy Thank New you. Year. You too, happy New Year.
1: All right,
4: now now, got, uh, now let's Dr. Uh,
1: Peter Michalos. He's gonna tell us why we're beautiful. all sick. He's gonna tell us why we're all coughing. He's gonna tell us why why uh some people are getting COVID, some people are getting flu, some people are getting pneumonia. Well,
5: and then the I didn't thing. say ammonia.
1: Ammonia is an Isle twenty three. Peter
5: <laughs> how are you today? I'm doing great. Merry Christmas, and may we all have health and the time to enjoy it. Just to follow up what you were talking about with these solar flares and the monster X flares. One of the problems is they did historical studies and they looked at charts in Norway for 200 years, and people born during periods of these peak solar activity flares lived 5.1 years less. So that's one of the problems that there is a health issue that being bombarded with all this electromagnetic radiation is not a good thing because it does affect lifespan because when you get hit with all this radiation, it increases uh, the uh, genetic damage and may increase cancer. So there's actually a website called spaceweather.com, and they give you text alerts, and they actually tell you when it's not a good time to go outside. This is probably a good thing for women who are pregnant or with small children that are more susceptible to radiation damage. So that's just a follow-up because we're seeing these monster X flares. The last one we uh, just saw the, uh, the other night uh, hit us again. And as we move into April, we're actually moving into what's called peak solar activity. And it happens around every 11 years. And now we're in the 11th year of this peak activity. But here back on Earth, yes, as we talked about on WABC, what happens historically with pandemics, same thing happened in 1918, is that these viruses initially kill a lot of people, And what happens is they eventually learn that they have to coexist with us, so they become more contagious because they need a place to live, but they become less lethal, and that's what we're seeing now. The good news is that we have all kinds of antivirals now, and there's a new one out of Japan that knocks out every variant, whereas vaccines are usually made for a specific variant. That's the reason why sometimes you get these new variants. Someone had a COVID booster, but that was prepared for an older variant, So that's why I think in the end, the best thing is going to be early testing, early treatment and getting pills, antivirals, just like when you get the flu, you take Tamiflu, catching it early within the first 72 hours. And I know many people just in the last two, three weeks, the ones who got the antivirals really early did very well. And yes, the other problem is when you have lockdowns and everyone's locked up and this happened in China, too, these viruses are all like locked in a container ready to explode then suddenly you let people out again you remove the lockdowns and all these viruses want to live and how do they live they need to find a hotel and that's the human host and that's why you see this explosion of all these different diseases and yes of course the border has something to do with it because of course if you don't have an ellis island type screening program just like i talked about when i worked in rikers during the crack epidemic uh, before this bail reform which is not compassionate because In the old days, we used to get people arrested. We tested them for TB. We found their syphilis, their gonorrhea. We treated their TB. We treated their HIV. But now everyone's being released out without any type of uh, uh, screening and uh, follow-up psychiatric appointments. So that's why we're seeing an explosion of mental illness, an explosion of sexually transmitted diseases. Syphilis is on a big spike throughout the whole country. So we need to have better uh, health screening systems. And I wish our politicians would talk about, yes, be compassionate. Yes, all these people are coming in. But let's hear about what the results are of the screening programs, what we're doing. Are we quarantining appropriately when people have certain diseases like resistant TB? Somebody with resistant TB goes on a subway car and starts coughing. Guess what? It's going to, you know, it causes a health crisis for all of it and, I'm mentioning this because, you know, uh, there are people who have reported back to me in places like some of the city hospitals right here in New York, and they've got a lot of these cases, and then they, they're telling these people, they're talking about the story, yeah, you should make it up to New York because that's where they can help treat you for these problems. So we do have a problem. Health care is national security, as we're learning, and we need to be more prepared as we move into the winter because what we talked about as we move indoors in dry air, Viruses travel much better in dry climates. That's why we get sick on airplanes, because in dry, desiccated air, your mucus, membranes, and sinuses get dry. Viruses and bacteria enter. One of the things you can do is run a humidifier in your bedroom in the winter, keep a hygrometer, which tells you percent humidity, keep your humidity at least 40%, and you will get sick less, and that helps. Now, everybody a- uh, doctor,
1: everybody I know, except Curtis, is coughing.
5: Yeah, because uh, all these different bacteria and viruses, they get into the lung. What does the lung want to do? The body wants to expel it. And a lot of times the mucus and phlegm contains these bacterial particles and the body wants to bring it up. And we bring it up in phlegm and we spit it out. But when you do see green or yellow, that's usually a sign of bacterial. So at a culture, see a doctor you made in antibiotics. The dry ones tend to be associated with viruses, the dry coughs that's more associated with RSV and COVID. But so when you get sick now, you know, now with these rapid tests, you can go into any urgent care center and you can be tested quickly for strep, flu, and COVID. If you're positive, get appropriate treatment because when you catch it early and you don't let it get worse and you don't let it grow, like pneumonia, if you catch it early, it's not so bad. But if you have a delayed diagnosis, it's harder to treat. So early treatment, early testing, and uh Hopefully, we'll be making more of our tests and medical supplies and antibiotics, the last and antibiotics question. in the United States. I had a, I
1: had, I had a pneumonia injection, a flu a vaccine. How come I got pneumonia?
5: Because, like we said, it's for what strain. You had a pneumonia, maybe for a certain strain of pneumonia. The problem is, let's say your pneumonia is. Mycoplasm pneumonia, which is a different bacteria, you're not protected from that. Just like someone may have had a COVID vaccine for B26, but now 30% of the cases are the JN1. So the problem is vaccines only really help for the variant or the disease specifically. There's about 100 types of pneumonia, but not just one. That pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine is only for one specific type that tends to hit older adults but the pneumonias that we're seeing now and going around all these bacterial pneumonias are not you don't get protection from a vaccine
1: so if somebody's coughing coughing and coughing what should that person do not to get pneumonia
5: well what you have to do is you got to follow your fevers if you're having more more than three days of fever and you have a uh-huh. syndrome and you see your oxygen is dropping you need to go get a chest X-ray, and the chest X-ray usually will show what's called an infiltrate or sometimes fluid at the base of the lungs, and that's a sign of pneumonia. Then you get put on a strong antibiotic. One of the common ones is called amoxicillin, and you end up having to take it for 10 days to 2 weeks to try to knock out the bacteria, and it takes a while. And some people, if they're taking certain medicines or certain immune suppression drugs, Sometimes it'll take longer because their immune system can't fight it off as well. But the trick is early, early testing, early treatment, and most people uh, will will get through it.
2: Well, do appreciate uh, that, uh, Doctor Mikolos. Uh, happy holidays to you. And I, I guess uh, you, Doctor Mikolos, and John Katsamitidis, you end up having two Christmases because. Yours from the Eastern uh, Orthodox faith doesn't come up until what? January sixth, seventh?
5: No, we have at the same time the Greek Orthodox Christians. You're thinking of in uh, in Russia, Romania, Serbia. They celebrated on January sixth, but the uh, Greek Orthodox, it's the same on December twenty uh, fifth.
2: Well, thanks for straightening me. Thanks for straightening me
5: out on that. And Easter is one week later because we follow the Jewish calendar. Because Passover happened one, one 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 week later, Easter happened one week later after Passover. So that's how I always ask my Jewish friends when it's Passover. Then I know that the Orthodox Christian Easter will be a week later.
2: Thank you. Up next, we have now uh, Peter. Ch- excuse me, Dr. Gordon Chang. Uh, obviously, to give us an update on what's happening uh, out. In the uh, yeah, we're
1: gonna go. We're gonna go from from Ukraine and and uh, Israel all the way to the other side of the ocean, or the, the, the world.
0: Dad. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Medidis and Rita Cosby, Katz and Cosby on seventy seven WABC.
2: As we continue our live and local programming this Christmas, on the line, Gordon Chang. A Merry Christmas to you, Gordon.
8: Merry Christmas, Curtis. And by the way, you've already given me a Christmas present because you called me Dr. Chang, and I don't have a PhD. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: <laughs> We're going to give you the WABC PhD.
8: <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Gordon, it's
3: Richard Number One from Harvard, by the way. It's Richard Weinberg, you had this great article in Gatestone talking about this very dangerous alliance between Russia and China. Would you please explain to our listening audience what that's about?
8: Yeah. Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, and Vladimir Putin, obviously the Russian one, um, believe the world – is and look at the world in the same way. And they are cooperating across the world. And they've basically divided the international system into two – They want to take over the other half. They're actually thinking of starting World War III because they talk about using nuclear weapons all the time. And what they're doing is we see them cooperating in Ukraine. They're cooperating in Gaza and they're cooperating in North Africa. They're setting the world to fire. And we have a Biden administration that's oblivious to what's going on.
3: And how do we should we be responding? Because the Biden administration seems to be not doing nothing. The Houthis are attacking world shipping in the, in the Red Sea. Iran is threatening to do more of this. Why don't we go after the Houthis and why don't we go after Iran
8: directly? Yeah, we definitely need to do that because first of all, they've been attacking American warships. And of course, they've been hitting commercial shipping with missiles. They've actually seized um, one of them, um, a ship which is in a Houthi port. And this will continue and actually is escalating um, because the Biden administration is unwilling to use force. The answer to your question about what we should do, we should be hitting the Houthi ports and we should also be hitting the Iranian ones as well. We do that. We show that we are willing to defend ourselves And I think that is going to make the Chinese and Russians sit up and take notice because right now they have been uh, fueling Iran's attack on Israel and Iran's attack on shipping, and we haven't done anything. So, of course, the Chinese, the Russians, and the Iranians think, well, let's go out and do some more.
1: And, uh, you know, I'll give you my prediction, Gordon. uh, And uh, I, I think there's a deal done already. I think there's a plan to take over Uh, You know, what? if you took an election today, a secret ballot in Taiwan, what percentage want to unite with the old country? What percentage want to stay
8: free? Yeah, um, Taiwan, um, you'd say maybe um, only three or four percent would want to unite with the People's Republic. Um, Most people on the island see themselves as Taiwanese only. But that doesn't mean that the Taiwanese candidate in this election, who is the vice president, William Lai, of the Democratic Progressive Party, that doesn't mean he's going to win. He's leading in the polls, but his polling, um, his margin right now is down to about 5%. And in some polls, he's within the margin of error. And the reason is that the Democratic Progressive Party, which has governed the country for eight years, on bread and butter issues, sometimes Falls down, and this election is going to be decided on domestic issues, not on foreign ones. And uh, yeah, I, I
1: understand that, but uh, I, I, I don't believe China wants a shooting war. Uh, it affects uh, the their country uh, a great deal. But uh, look, we have to pray for uh, the world and we have to pray for our country, Gordon, and I'm glad what you do. And uh, keep your eyes open on uh, everything that's going on in that in that area. And uh, Gordon Chang's Twitter number uh, address is at Gordon G Chang. So if you want to know what's going on in that area, 24 hours a day, make sure you have him on your Twitter hand, handle at Gordon G Chang. Thank you, Gordon, and have a merry Christmas and uh, let's uh, let's all work together to have
8: a better New Year. Merry Christmas, John, and Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gordon. Curtis, always broadcasting Curtis.
1: Thank you for everything you do for WABC and Judge Weinberg. And you know what we all stand for? Truth, Truth,
2: justice, Justice and the
1: American way. way.
2: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.